2: Oh, she didn't do it. She, she was like, thought, what do I say? What do I say? What I I do know. I say? I know. I know she got cute. nervous. That. that was cute. <laughs> but, that. What did, but what did you want to say, though?
0: Um, I was just waiting for it to happen first so I can see this whole thing happen in real life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was it everything you it was, expected? You know,
0: everything I expected. Thank you. Thank you for that.
2: A nice little serenade for me. <laughs> All right. Well, we're live on uh, Facebook and we're recording our podcast with uh, Serena Mesacapa. Yep. And I said it right, right? Yep. Serena Mesacapa. Serena Mesacapa. And Serena, tell me a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am from New York. My parents uh, got married, came here to San Diego with me and my siblings. But I grew up here. So I attended the Academy of Our Lady of Peace. Um, I went to San Diego State. And Um, then I've been really, yeah, go Aztecs. I was a cheerleader there, actually, for four years. What? And captain of the team, too. So that's pretty, yeah, different and
2: That is totally different. That's not something we normally hear about. I mean, high school cheerleader, yeah. College? Yeah. Not so much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, like, a very cool experience. We, you know, got to travel with the basketball team, the football team. It was really cool.
2: Dude. (laughs) Okay, so you have... One entertaining background. I mean, that's that's cool. Being part of a squad, being at all these events, being in front of a ton of people. Why real estate? Like, where are you? (laughs) I mean, what happened? What did you go to school for? When you just transitioned, you said, "Okay, cheerleading. I'm done. Now I'm jumping into real estate." Or what happened? No,
0: it's it's interesting. So, I actually, after being um, a cheerleader for San Diego State for four years, I opened up a cheerleading gym called Cheer Force San Diego West, and yeah, so I was doing the coaching and um, working with young athletes. Uh, training them in all-star cheer. Um, so we did that for about four years. Um, and also in the meantime, I was working with my dad's construction company called Mez Construction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was around a lot of real estate stuff. He does development, flips houses, uh, remodels, all that. So I've always been around real estate, My, but also I have that passion with cheerleading and coaching That doesn't go away. I know. Yeah, I I super love um, coaching. And I do miss all the kids that I worked with. Um, I still keep in touch with a lot of the families. So...
2: Did you, did you like just decide to up and go and walk away from that? Or like, I mean, cheerleading, is, it, it's, it's really, truly a whole nother family. Like my daughter did cheer for like four or five years and she's deciding to go into soccer now, mm-hmm. but we built so many long lasting relationships with like the cheer families. Like it becomes yeah. a, a really close knit group. You travel, you do the jams mm-hmm. events, you do all kinds of different things. Like that's no, hard to walk yeah, away from. No,
0: it was, yeah, definitely really hard. Um, But I'm in touch with a lot of the kids that I used to coach, you know, and many of them are now San Diego State cheerleaders, too. So it's really cute to see them, you know, follow in the footsteps, train and like make it to the top, you know, level as well. So, yeah, but I mean, I'm still doing um, a people person type of relationship. So it's pretty cool. A lot of the families that I helped with coaching, you know, I can also extend the service with real estate as well. So it is kind of related. You know, it's not in a gym every day, but I still get to keep those relationships you know, and provide value to these families.
2: hundred percent. That's our, that's our hashtag for the year. Hashtag powerful relationships. Right. And you've oh, established cool. that ahead of time. At least, you know, we, we've always talked about how you, when you're building your, your book of business, you really need to dig deep into your circle of influence. Mm. And you've already established a circle. I mean, a really close knit circle. Like I was saying, cheers, cheerleading tight. Yeah. Right. It's really well, tight. Yeah.
0: We're with, you know, the kids and the parents for hours on end every single week. And then, like you said, traveling.
2: Yeah. So. It makes a huge difference. Okay, mm-hmm. so you leave cheer and you decide to go into real estate was that a smooth transition or was that like it just kind of usually when we talk to people it kind of falls in their lap i mean you mentioned a little bit about your dad in in construction Mm -hmm. so what what prompted that change for you
0: so the first year uh like the first half of my first year of real estate i was doing both so i was you know waking up early doing the real estate stuff during the day um so starting like eight o'clock in the morning and then you know, finishing up the real estate day around three and then going straight into the coaching from 3.30 to 9.30. So I was doing it all for like a good solid six months and that was pretty exhausting. But I got to at least, you know, start doing the fundamentals of real estate while also doing the coaching and stuff. So so yeah, but as far as, yeah, it's the transition. Like I said, it's a very similar, even though it's completely different industries, it's a very similar type of business. It's high energy, Mm -hmm. um, it's commitments um, it's organization, you know, it's, so so it's very similar types of things when I'm implementing into the new business from my previous business, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So tell me a little bit about your new business. How's that? How's, how has real estate been going for you?
0: It's been going really great. Um, I think, like I said, a lot of the stuff that I had learned before just about work ethic is very applicable to real estate. Um, you know, it's just, uh like implementing the structure the organization um being a go-getter and also being not afraid to talk to strangers like yeah. essentially um has really helped me in my first couple years to be successful and to close uh, like multiple transactions
2: all right um in in real estate it ta- you said it takes a lot about building these relationships right yeah establishing um you know well, we talk about powerful relationships with your dad's construction company and with, with what you were doing in cheer, tell me a little bit about what you use to to build those relationships. Tell me, what, what are you doing to expand your book?
0: I work really hard. <laughs> That's the main thing. Like, I, I like to earn people's business and I like to be given the opportunity to earn their business and go above and beyond. Um, and I think that is just my main thing. Like, anyone that I've worked with can be like, whoa, she's doing like everything so much extra because i want my clients to feel and like be able to when they refer me be like whoa serena was the best she gave a hundred percent she was organized she had great communication um she was working all the time helping us and that's the main thing is helping these families in real estate you know accomplish accomplish their you know dreams and their goals sell their houses so i mean that's pretty much
2: are you focusing your attention mostly on buyers or are you focusing your attention on being a listing agent
0: I'm doing both. Yeah, this year I'm really trying to do both. Um, I'm on a really solid team, um, team Lyle and Grace Cadell at Realty Executives, um, and they have a huge support system for listings. So we have like great admin in the office, um, Lyle and Grace do a ton of sales a year. And so we have everything system, like systematic and in order, um, and that gives me the opportunity to free up time to work with buyers as well. And I do a lot of, like, rentals. I also um, now do a little bit of commercial as well.
2: Tell me a little bit about the rental market, because i, I are mean, yeah. seeing a lot of stuff market-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're heading into a changing market, shifting from what was a seller's market into a buyer's market, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're working with, with leases and stuff. What are you seeing as far as uh, vacancy? Are we having vacancies? Is there availabilities, prices for rents going up? What are you looking, what are you seeing out prices
0: there? Prices are definitely high for rentals right now. Um, And the other thing, too, rentals are a little bit different than helping a buyer. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of property owners put their own rentals on maybe Zillow rentals or Craigslist. and I've noticed when I'm working with my renter clients, like a lot of the homeowners are not getting back to them, mm-hmm. responding to their calls. So it's kind of an interesting, uh, rentals are kind of harder, because I, as a the realtor, have to go onto the Zillow rentals, onto Craigslist, onto the MLS. Yeah it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a hunt to not only, like the other agents respond really well, but sometimes the homeowners don't. Right. So right. it's just like trying to figure that out. But yeah, I mean, pr- prices keep going up, that's why, if you're going to be here in San Diego long term, it's definitely better to start thinking about buying. You know, interest rates are down. Um, prices are s- starting to go down as well. So
2: we're seeing a lot of price reductions, price yeah. adjustments, uh, price reduce, whatever you want to call it. The, the riders are popping up on the signs.
0: We just had a price improvement at my listing, actually. See, price improvement. Yeah. I love how we're, <laughs> how we're rewriting these, right? What,
2: what, is, what is it the, that we say on our coaching program? We say something like, uh, never want to say price. Reduce, right? You never want to tell the seller we need to reduce the price. Mm-hmm. Instead, we want to say something like we need to uh, accurately... Per- oh, what is this? We need Accurately to, ref- reflect the market. Yeah, we need to... Uh, we, no, but it was something... It'll come back to me. It'll come back. To Total <laughs> brain fart. But yeah, it we want to readjust. We want to... Uh, It'll come All back right. to me. Moving well, on. on. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come but, back to me. But no, back to the price
0: improvements. Um, You know, what I've learned is that you have to really look at the first, you know, two months of your listing and when you're trying to sell, if it's not getting enough action, you have to do that price improvement or... Mm-hmm however Mm -hmm. you guys want Mm -hmm. to call it. Um, So it's really important because, yeah, it has to be competitive in the market and has to be attractive to the buyer so that buyers want to come see it um, and other agents want to show it. So I think that's really important to make sure, okay, try the price that you maybe you and the seller agree on for 10 days to two weeks and then be aggressive on, you know, lowering it appropriately.
2: Yeah. All right. The the NER also has a stat out there that says if we have a home for two weeks or 10 showings and you don't have an offer yet, mm-hmm. then you need to come back and readjust price, right? Cause it's really what it comes down to. And I think what a lot, what we're seeing in this newer market is we have a lot of agents that are agreeing to a price that a seller wants. Yeah. And not necessarily to what the comps are starting to justify, to what things are being closed
0: at. Yeah, well it is definitely hard because there's a lot of competition for realtors and yes. they want to impress the seller by saying that they're gonna get this price because they're gonna offer magnificent marketing. Um, but in reality, like at the end of the day, it's Never good to take an overpriced listing.
2: No, because mm-hmm. you're you're setting yourself up for that awkward mm-hmm. conversation of we need to adjust the price. Yeah, right. Well, it's, it's
0: it's not even that. It's just it's a lot of time spent. You know, marketing time and money for mm-hmm. the agent to be sitting there marketing. And kind of wasting that time initially
2: in the beginning. Especially knowing that it's not going to sell for the price that they have it listed at. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's First
0: two weeks is important, like you said. Yeah. And,
2: and, and it, it makes the property go stale after a while, right? Mm-hmm. Then they start thinking, if I'm a buyer and I'm like, that property's been on the market for 30 days, I'm thinking, what's wrong with it? Mm-hmm. Right. There's something wrong it's with that. buyer
0: psychology right yeah, there. Yeah, it's buyer psychology. You got to
2: think of it from the buyer's point of view. And so, you know, you, you start seeing a lot of people saying, well, you know what? That agent was horrible. They never really communicated with me. Anytime they talked to me, it was always about lowering the price. Mm-hmm. You're setting yourself up as a listing agent to have that negative reflection if you're just promising that top notch dollar. So a couple,
0: um, you know, things that I have seen being done that i've also done as well is you know if you have um a seller that is just not understanding the price offer or suggest doing an appraisal Mm
2: -hmm. you know um
0: doing it ahead of time and some might argue like oh well then you have the appraisal you have to disclose that to potential buyers but you know that kind of gets you out of the dark mm-hmm. and to know exactly like what the house is worth gets the seller in reality with what the house is worth because you know they're hired to come appraise and tell you the actual price of the house yeah. and you're gonna get one
2: anyways that's also i was gonna say you have to disclose it yeah but you're gonna get one anyways yeah. the lender's gonna require one anyways because they mm-hmm. gotta they're financing unless it's all cash then exactly. you know it's a different ball game but for the most part that actually makes i mean that makes really good sense because there is no secret sauce after that you're not hiding mm-hmm. anything everything's out in the open and it's a third party it's not you coming in with well i selectively pick these comps it's a third party vendor coming in and saying this is based on the value of what's going on in the market yeah i love that by the way thank you yeah we we talked to another agent uh better text tim and he was talking about how even another strategy would be to do an inspection ahead of time
0: yes right mm-hmm. and that's I've another that strategy as well, too. to do the um inspection and appraisal ahead of time um just so that when you know buyers submit the offer they get all the paperwork ra- like right then and there and let's move forward let's do this no oh i need my inspector to come in oh i need this improved like right. you have all the information are we moving forward or what right. so There's i've no seen surprises. that i've seen that done actually um, I've seen that done by a top agent um, in Point Loma, actually, and like after I saw that, I was like, "Wow, that's a really great idea." It makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: it's it's not a huge investment compared to the time that you'll get back. Mm-hmm. You only at that point will have serious offers on the table. Exactly. There's no you know s- you know fishing to figure out. You don't have to worry about any of the contingencies like that being coming out and and destroying the deal at the last minute, the eleventh hour. I know
0: exactly. It's a really it's great all idea. Laid mm-hmm. out.
2: Right. Tell me a little bit about your team. So, so you just recently moved, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was over in um, La Jolla before, and now um, I'm over in Rancho San Diego. And uh, yeah, I love my my team. They're really great. Lyle and Grace Cadell, as well as Nicole Cadell, their daughter, we're like a little power team that. Uh, is happening right now. It's really cool.
2: So tell me about what they what they do on a day to day basis. They got you uh, coming in on a daily basis. I'm assuming, and you're kind yeah, of learning the morning, through their early. strategies, right? What does um, that look like? So
0: something that's pretty cool. Um, we go to see a lot of all of our listings, and mm-hmm. um, Lyle Cadell has a lot of new listings every single week. So we'll go there. We'll take some videos, uh, pictures, try and promote them uh, the property before it hits the market. Um, also to just get more buyers to come to to the listing, want to work with us. Um, so, we do that on a daily basis, um, coaching on a daily basis, as well as a lot of just organization and making sure that we're staying on top of like the open house leads that we've gotten or any leads just through the company that come in to work with. So,
2: all right. Because um, I don't want to bash anybody else who's, you know, <laughs> where you were before, <laughs> but what attracted you specifically? Like, they got systems in place, but what specifically this team had over? I mean, there's a ton of great teams out yeah. there. So, what, what, what? What did this team I, no, offer I lo- that was I different? loved
0: my other team as well. Like I learned so much from being there. Um, you know, they were like great mentors, killing it in real estate over by the coast. Um, but for me, I just um, I wanted to focus a lot more on first time homebuyers and also just kind of the price point um, in San Diego where it's the average price. Mm-hmm. You know, that like the under a million. You yeah, know, yeah. like when you're out in the coastal areas. Um, it's just a little, there's, you know, higher prices, moves a little slower. So I just really wanted to like take a step back, focus on helping my sphere, people my age, the first time home buyers. I love first time home buyers. It's like the most rewarding thing ever. Um, and just, yeah, take a step back. That was, that was the main thing. So
2: I, you, you kind of pinched a little bit about what's going on in the higher end market. Yeah. But I kind of want to, if you don't mind, I want to dig deep a little bit at that because it tends to trickle down. Like, um, when we started seeing changes, we started seeing changes last year mm-hmm. and it was mainly on the probably two and a half to $3 million marker and up where you started seeing longer time of downtown, the market, downtown too, right? Yeah. Back
0: like, like in, yeah, like last
2: year, maybe a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. right? You started seeing major change. So I can understand why you wanted to move because it is a lot longer wait between mm-hmm. closings. The, the houses are beautiful. They're, they're so luxurious but they're sitting, we had tax law changes that changed the True. deductible interest part of, you know, based on purchase price. I think it was like $775,000 or something like that, mm-hmm. right? And now all of a sudden, it's really taking an effect in the higher end market.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't like to necessarily, you know, say I'm not in the higher end, like yeah, I, yeah, our yeah, team yeah. does it all. They have like a $3 million listing over in Rancho San Diego right now. Um, but I, yeah, I agree with you, like um, just, you know, what. Like, my spear, like I said, is more people my age, you mm-hmm. know, early 30s. That's my first, you know, spear of people that I know and, you know, to work with. And, you know, focusing on who I actually know is a great idea for real estate. I think
2: it's a genius idea. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: But, yeah, no, I agree with you as far as, like, the price is trickling down, like, starting to slow down in the higher market. We yes. saw that a lot last year. We
2: saw it a lot last year. And now it's making its way towards the lower end. Right, I mean, not as much here, let's say, in San Diego. Yeah. But I was reading an article this morning where you're seeing places like Seattle, places like New York, and mm-hmm. the lower end stuff start to really take a hit across the country.
0: I don't know. We just had a listing that was on over in um, Mount Helix area that mm-hmm. had like f- seven offers.
2: Ooh. See, yeah.
0: But that's that's kind of like, you know. But it was like listed at six ninety
2: nine. Yeah. It, it, it could also be an adult. It could be, I mean, anything that's priced right below what the market is asking it's going to get it's going to be it's going to be a hot so back to the
0: point um pricing our listings appropriately absolutely (laughs) right
2: i mean that's and and i'm sure that's what you're learning over there uh with your new team right yeah so so tell me a little bit about that process so what does it look like on a daily basis when you when you work with your team now as far as
0: pricing homes
2: as far as just what they're what you're doing on a daily basis that's better than what you were doing before or different than you were doing before like, you wake up, you go...
0: I mean, it's all, it's all relative. Um, I like was very inspired by my old team. I'm super inspired by my new team. Um, it's just also, you know, uh, being a little bit more central versus the coastal area every single day. But I'm still doing, like, caravans over there. I'm still doing, like... I don't know. It's, it's just all relative, I uh, think.
2: I have, I have a question for you. <clears throat> One of the things that I was uh, thinking about over the weekend was the people that we seem to interview have a lot of passion and so do you so what is it that drives you what is it that makes you get up in the morning what is your passion
0: well good question (laughs) Um, no I'm just I've always been really passionate about I guess helping people and that's why I like I started as a psychology major in college and then doing the cheerleading gym working with kids like teach them like developing you know not just their cheer and gymnastics skills, but like being their life coach pretty much. Um, and then that transfers over to real estate because now you're helping people with one of the hugest decisions of their life and you're kind of mentoring them through it. They're trusting you. So I think just that feeling of, um, trust and that feeling of like helping people, you know, learn or experience something new is really what I'm passionate about.
2: So it's mostly the the problem solving is what I'm hearing. It's it's finding people who need that additional little bit of help and you're being able to bring in that solution.
0: Yeah, I'd say so.
2: Passion passionate professionals man I'm telling you Yeah, we, we, the next we were talking about that earlier today passionate professionals I'm like I don't know if you need all the passion right up front like I don't know I don't know about you but like when you wake up and you're going to mm-hmm. go work out do you absolutely feel like yes I'm going to work out or is it like uh, but once you get started you, I don't know. That's, I have to that's work that's out later out.
0: tonight and I'm dreading it so See? <laughs> and
2: that's what I'm saying right you're passionate about your fitness I'm sure you've been in yeah, cheer right you've been, you, you love being in shape and staying fit and yeah. doing all those things but you don't necessarily like doing the work that needs to get there
0: i don't know i kind of like working out yeah yeah i go to barry's boot camp which is amazing i highly recommend to everyone out there um it's over in hillcrest and it's like one of the best gyms ever so i i enjoy working out but it's just getting there but once i step in the gym you hear the music i'm all about it maybe that's kind of how real estate is as well it could be for anything in life it's kind of like you know something especially that's new or challenging or i guess maybe work yeah yeah (laughs) just like working out is work so is work Um, but like once you're just in there all in committed, like it's fun.
2: So tell me, tell me about that. Like, uh, you can relate it to prospecting or you can relate it to the gym. Like it's not always, you, you're talking about earlier. You don't really want to go to the gym. Once you're there, it's different. Yeah. Right. But how do you get yourself to, to go every day?
0: Self-motivation, self-talk. Positive self-talk, I guess.
2: So you talk to yourself in the mirror. You're like, hey, Serena. In my head, not in the mirror.
0: (laughs) I'm like, all right, today's going to be a great day. Let's, you know, daily affirmations are really great. Um, Right when you wake up in the morning. I'm sure you guys have heard about those. Oh, yeah. Um,
2: We've heard about those for sure. (laughs) Yeah, we're still at ends. He practices them. I'm like, I don't know. I'm still working on mine. Yeah. But you you do do some daily affirmations in the morning?
0: Yeah, I I would say so. And then, you know, with real estate especially, you know, there's a lot. You have to be motivated. You have to, like, really want it from within. And it is can be a struggle. The market could be here. It could be down, up, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But you just have to be self-motivated and just, like, positive. You know, it's not going to having negative you can be mad for 10 seconds and that's it and then move on so I guess I'm—I don't know—a really positive, happy person.
2: You're definitely positive and happy. I could tell. Yeah. You're always smiling. Maybe it's like a cheerleader effect, I don't right? Know. You're just stuck <laughs> smiling. You can't help it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so how do you keep that smile when you're doing prospecting? When you're hearing things like "no," somebody's somebody's maybe yelling at you over the roll. phone. Ten second rule.
0: whew, ten second rule. Okay, like, tell
2: me about that 10 second rule. What do you mean by that?
0: 10 second rule. Um, I actually learned from my old team. Told you I learned a lot there, too. Yeah. Um, just, you know, let yourself be mad for 10 seconds and then move on. Like, you give yourself, like, you know, that time. It's okay to be upset about something or mad or frustrated, but you can't let it ruin the rest of your day. So, 10-second rule.
2: So, what if somebody really gets under your skin? Like, I mean, they're straight calling you something offensive over the phone or, you know, because they're having a bad day or whatever. Like, and it just stays under your skin. What do you do to like get past that? Ten seconds are up and you're like, okay, I'm supposed to move on. Honestly, and you're I, telling call, yourself- I call my
0: best friend and I think th- things like that make me laugh. Like if someone is so angry and like, ru- like angry mm-hmm. that they're talking rude to someone they don't know, it's kind of funny.
2: It, I, I agree with you like come on I, i'm gonna call
0: like my closest friends my mom my sister probably tell them a funny story yeah i'll be like guess what just happened on the phone this guy or this lady totally blah 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 like because yeah you know you mm-hmm. meet grumpy people sometimes yes and then i'll even yeah i'll, I'll call my sister and mom and be like i just don't understand why people are so like angry sometimes like life's good smile
2: Oh man, I had I had a pun. I was like, "Do you give him a cheer?" Right? I should call him. I was like, "How do hey. you feel?" Because <laughs> I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Oh. I can't help it. It's a cheerleader thing. What's been your biggest struggle, and how did you overcome it?
0: Um, I would say that my biggest struggle is. Um,
2: In real estate,
0: I mean. Yeah, I'm like, let me tell you, 10 years uh, ago. I'm not your therapist like, or nothing, you know. <laughs> I think I paid professionals for that one.
2: <laughs> no, but really, though, like, where where have you seen, uh, what was the, the biggest hurdle that you had to overcome getting into the real estate industry, getting to where you are today?
0: I think that the biggest hurdle for me was just, um, I guess... I don't even know. It's been pretty good so far, but I guess it's just the the t- getting people that okay, actually this is my current hardest thing cuz I if I can focus on that. My current hardest thing is probably that meeting maybe people like prospects at open houses, like strangers, mm-hmm. you know, the, like getting them to commit to working with you mm-hmm. cuz there's a lot of competition with real estate in San Diego. Like, I feel like I do a very good job with my sphere, people that I know, family, friends. But it's when I meet those strangers, you know, it's great when I meet them that one time initially. But it's like, okay, how can I help them in the future and stay connected with them in the future? So I think that's probably my personal hardest thing.
2: The first struggle you're really encountering is working with outside of your sphere.
0: Exactly. Like, I meet tons of people all the time. I love meeting new people. But I feel like a lot of people don't want to be, like, Sold. Sold. Yeah. They don't want to be sold (laughs) on the whole salesperson thing. And so it's just kind of finding that fine line of, you know, I'm here to provide value. I do this full time. You know, if you are looking for this, like I'm going to be on your team fighting for you. It's not about me like trying to whatever. This is about you guys and making you guys have a good experience, making you guys winners, like making it's about you. So it's just kind of figuring out that connect.
2: So what are you doing so far that you think might be working or what, what ideas do you have to help overcome that that little hurdle?
0: Um, I am really trying to meet more people on social media, um, like in, throughout San Diego and just reaching out like, hey, you know, thanks for connecting on Instagram or whatever. Um, if you have any questions about real estate or if you know anyone, but like just trying to build rapport more than just open houses, more than just. The occasional networking events like different creative ways like social media all
2: right it's not bad it's engagement not, right engagement yeah it, well just it,
0: in different ways i feel like you know because it's there's only a handful of opportunities to meet new people in your day so maybe we can add 10 more you know engagements through the internet yeah
2: that that definitely helps are you commenting on people's stuff at all
0: yeah i'm commenting also like messaging you know veteran people that are veterans of the u.s and you know just different groups that i could tar- like target that, and talk to is that
2: part of your target market
0: yeah i love um a couple of my past clients you know got to use the va loan and so i like that's such an amazing program you know for our military to take advantage of you know they're getting that basic allowance of housing already why not apply they're it towards used to it yeah buying something so that long term they can build equity and you know have some investments
2: yeah definitely help them at least uh at least it's a tax-free type of income that they're earning right Mm -hmm. tax-free. yeah so yeah it's definitely helpful
0: yeah i just actually today became a proud sponsor um of our (laughs) i totally forgot because it happened today but it's one of our veterans groups so i just became a proud sponsor for our veterans
2: nice see it's always just trying to get in with these types of different groups right
0: but what is the actual name
2: Yeah. See, heroes.
0: It's uh, the heroes of San Diego. So it's Uh, yeah. uh, Hometown heroes. There
2: you go. I was gonna say something. Yeah. I'm like, it's it's on the tip of my tongue. H H one. Hometown
0: heroes. Yeah. I just became a proud sponsor for that. Super excited to, um, you know, attend the events, meet as many people as possible. Um, Yeah. So I'm pretty pretty stoked about the hometown heroes. (laughs) So when you
2: meet with these people, are you gathering like, is your intent to like gather information and then continue the conversation, or or are you just trying to like make first contact and.
0: I think for me, I just want to, like, more than just make a first contact. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just getting more people in your network. Um, You know, real estate's a relational business. It's not just about meeting them one time, email blasting them forever and ever. Like, I really find value in becoming, you know, friends with my clients or, you know, knowing more than just the house stuff about them. So I'm very relational when it comes to, like, meeting people.
2: All right um uh but yeah. you good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm for for a second it's been one of these weird days today it's president's you, day yeah it must holiday. be because it's a holiday weekend so tell me about the uh, you work today right
0: i did work today
2: so what does a town. real estate agent do on a holiday weekend
0: <laughs> open houses <laughs> showings <laughs> property showings open houses listing appointments uh you name it but today specifically, I drove all over San Diego County. <laughs>
2: yeah, you were telling me you were. I mean, in your Rancho, office now is in Rancho, right? And
0: then I drove up to our list. Um, yeah, our listing in Carmel Valley, which I didn't talk about. It's you a really, really cool listing. opportunity. Um, it's in the low six hundreds. Probably, you know, a great entry level to get into Carmel Valley. It's a two bed, two bath in the Pell Place um, condos. Mm-hmm. So, low six we'll hundreds. We'll be having open houses this weekend as well as well as tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it's a great, great, great unit.
2: How'd you come across this listing? Is it uh, part of your
0: sphere? Yeah. Sphere. Mm-hmm.
2: How, how, tell me a little bit about working your sphere because I, I figure you've been pretty good at that. So what do you? how often do you contact them or what are you doing to get business from that sphere? Because everybody has a sphere of influence, but how are you pulling that business out?
0: I am, honestly, I don't think, I think I could be more aggressive with it. I could reach out, you know, and call everyone on the daily basis you know see how just to follow up with them but for me i i really try and be active on social media as well as you know reaching out here and there i don't want to be that salesy real estate person i want to be that person like i said in the beginning that provides value that is someone that they want to work with you know that's not pushing the business on them because like i said before too at the end of the day it's about the client not about like me yeah so I, i have like a Interactive but also hands-off approach to working with my sphere.
2: All right, so t- well, tell me a little bit about that hands-off. Like, wh- what do you mean? Because because there's a lot of people who are who struggle when they first get into the business in in basically closing deals. Right? Mm-hmm. They're good at talking to people. They're good at maybe picking up the phone. or they're okay maybe at door knocking. They don't really like to do any of those things, but then they tend to fall off right they they decide well maybe real estate didn't work out because i tried it but it didn't work but w- but they're not truly trying you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying i so, but yeah i see what you're saying so why what are you doing and that's why i kind of want to dig deep because you're pulling you're pulling deals out of somewhere
0: mm-hmm. right
2: so so i want to dig a little deeper and say how how are you actually getting them if you're if you're not being too pushy what are you doing that's really cool that says you know what i want to work with serena
0: I am, so back kind of to the front end of your question, um, what's really helped me is being on a team. Mm -hmm. You know, like the whole thing is as a new realtor, you have so many questions. You're really in the dark about like a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And like to, to provide the value that these other agents that have been in the business for 30 plus years have, you need to partner up with one. So you can ask questions, get advice, see how they're doing it, listen to how they talk to clients. That's like the main thing. Um, and then as far as, I guess, you know, how I'm being hands off, but also attacking the spear, is that your mm-hmm. other question? Um, I don't know. I just, I provide value. And like when, if I start with one client, that's all I need from one. I want to meet and know I do such, I try and do my absolute best so that they give me their friends and their friends, friends and their friends, friends. It's mm. kind of like a, um,
2: yeah, it's a ripple effect. Oh, yeah,
0: ripple effect exactly, um, because it, be, starting off it's hard. It takes like a lot of, you know, dedication, a lot of nose, a lot of time, you know, a lot of working and not getting paid initially. Um, but like I said, you know, once you get that one person, like work your booty off until. You are like closing that deal and do such a good job that they have to refer you to other people.
2: So, if you were starting over, would you be looking for a mentor, a coach, or a team? And do you, what would be the difference between the three if you if you were picking one?
0: I mean, all are definitely really important. Yeah. Um, it's also depends on your budget. Yeah, I that's think, very true. Yeah, very I true. think that um, coaching is really fantastic. I was a coach for years and years and years and all those kids learn from me because i was their coach for the, that many years like mm-hmm. i was coached as an athlete for having many like you can't really teach yourself stuff that you don't know mm-hmm. and so you know having a coach is important but it is costly yes so um you know the next step obviously a mentor and team kind of go hand in hand because maybe your team leader is your mentor um and they like, I love the idea of a team, especially for a new, newer agent, um, you know, like you, there's, like I said, there's so much to learn in real estate. It's like a whole nother language and also a lot of liability. If you mm-hmm. go in there blind and you mess up and then your clients, something happens, like you are, you could be liable. And Teaming up with someone that has that experience as your men- and can be your mentor is really huge.
2: Well, let's talk about coaching. And let's mm-hmm. let's do it from a sports perspective because I think it's kind of easy to correlate and, and partner up. Um, you When you first start cheer, right? Mm-hmm. When you first started, you started with some sort of coaching, right? Of course. Just to learn the basics. Mm-hmm. Did the coaching stop as you became awesome at it?
0: No, I never. I always had a coach. Why? I mean... You can't coach yourself what you don't know.
2: <laughs> but you were already good, right? You can of I mean, course, you, you but can, I
0: there, there you can always improve on something, and you can always learn something new. So even at it? the top level of cheerleading and gymnastics, like there's still perfecting the skills you have. There's still learning new skills. There's still getting over those anxieties with certain skills. So, and the same thing applies with real estate.
2: So think back to to when you were in cheer and you were at a, a more higher competitive levels, right? Mm-hmm. What is it what was a good coach doing for you that made them a good coach because you've had coaches mm-hmm. but then you've had good coaches so what did a good coach bring to the table?
0: I would say a good coach um, one of my best coaches um, you know would simplify things and uh, talk about goals and we would you know instead of being like, oh I want to be doing this double backflip tomorrow like no let's figure out how we are going to get there let's do like our weekly goals, our monthly goals, our three-month, six-month goals. And that's, I learned that when I was literally like seven years old.
2: Wait, you do, you set up goals for even like sports? Like, yeah, like right?
0: that's, I think that's what really helped train with like business a lot. And, and I mean, leadership in general, mm-hmm. like my, my very first gymnastics coach, we would do weekly goals meetings and like sit there for an hour, write down like all of our goals for the week, all of our goals for the month, and then um just transition that and follow and track it so like i said i was doing that when i was like 7
2: so actually when you're training when you were doing those things you're you're progressing towards something specific you weren't just out there doing a routine you no. were literally progressing towards yeah it's towards progression
0: something. Pro- progression before yeah progression before perfection yeah, yeah. that's the way
2: yeah <laughs> hmm, see i mean that that's a big deal because i mean you're right all the coaching stuff does i mean it relates to real estate mm-hmm. really well so uh okay so you're coaching you would sit down for an hour you do some some goal setting mm-hmm. right then what was practice like was it just kind of like free do the same thing over and over again or was it like structured like what did they do for you that was amazing
0: cheer practice and gymnastics practice is way different <laughs> um gymnastics is like a lot of um one on like one-on-one with the coach Mm -hmm. and you know you're doing it for yourself in this sense like going and training and doing your skills over and reps and reps and reps cheer is like about the team more Mm -hmm. so than just like the individual so with that one we're doing like group skills together and that's again doing reps over and over and over and over again so i mean it's similar types of at practice but one's on your own versus on a team
2: so a good coach is gonna help you set some goals yeah and then help you in repetition and get you get you some reps
0: and then I think the last thing is just to calm the anxieties that a lot of people have especially with like sports as high level like as we were yeah you know a lot of girls are just like panic and shake and I saw that as a coach too it's um, being able to calm the anxiety rationalize the Simple stuff that they've been doing on the day to day stuff. Um, so, I mean, everything that's crazy is so applicable to real estate. Yeah, it is. And real right? estate coaching. It's, you know, the goals, the leadership, um, following up on the reps, and then, um, you know, also the anxiety. Lowering loans. down the anxiety, exactly. Yeah,
2: because agents are going to go through some stuff, let me tell you, and they're going to have some days where they're going to flip out and, and, you know, not question their, what they know, mm-hmm. question their abilities, question their, their own mm-hmm. ability to talk to a client, to go over a contract to close a deal. And so being able to help them is a big thing. Yeah. That's why I wanted to go into the coaching thing. Cause, cause it's rare that we get somebody with a high level sports in that aspect of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I coached, I did the high level like as an athlete and then I, I coached the high level as a coach. That was
2: going to be my next transition. So you, we, we've talked about the, what you've experienced with good coaching The people who were coaching you, Mm -hmm. what did you experience when you have people now that now that the roles are switched? Now you're supposed to be a good coach. What problems have you seen when you were working with the kids? Like what were the difficulties, you know, for you, it was like, hey, you know, here's your goals, here's your set and do do it. Mm -hmm. And you were the type of person who did it. How do you get a kid to do that?
0: So specifically with like a sports team, like cheerleading? because it's
2: so applicable. We can relate it easily.
0: Yeah, so with that, for example, um, one of the struggles I would say is just the motivation levels of different athletes. Mm -hmm. You know, you have that one that is a perfectionist and then you'll have that one where, you know, the parents are making them come or Mm -hmm. they're they're like half in, half out. Um, So it's kind of just being able to um, rise everyone together and on the same page so that they can accomplish something. Um, And then my second uh, struggle was that I saw a lot was the anxiety, like I was talking about earlier, where, um, you know, kids would, the athletes would train day in and day out. And then when it comes down to the actual moment of performance, they would choke or they would like panic or have literally an anxiety Anxiety attack. attack, And so it was just being able to really rationalize what they were doing and like talk them through it and coach them through it and be like hey you've been um practicing this for the past six months you've done this many times before like there's no reason to panic in a different environment so i think that's Just one of the-, the setting changed exactly so I, I i saw that a lot definitely and so um yeah those are probably the two hardest things that i really had to focus on with the athletes that i worked with
2: because we see that a lot with real estate agents right? yeah i mean we talk about getting them to follow scripts right Mm -hmm. now you know how to talk to a buyer how to pre-qualify a buyer here's the other script now you know how to pre-qualify a seller here's the other script this is how you talk to an expired listing and now it's time to do yep and they hop on the phone and they freak out
0: another another thing to think about um if you are cold calling um is to really realize that the people on the other line don't know or care who you are yes you know and if they call if you call them and you say hey i'm serena mezzacapa with realty executives Um, How are you today? And they're totally rude to you. Like, they're not going to remember you in 10 minutes. Maybe you're going to be upset for an hour or the rest of the day because one person was mean to you. You think they care on the other line? Hmm. No. Absolutely. They don't. And that's what I'm talking about with rationalizing certain situations. You know, that's a perfect example, similarly to the anxiety with cheer and coaching. It's like...
2: yeah, that's that's exactly. That's Simplify tough. things. That's tough. That's the type of stuff I wanted to get to. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're right. That makes a huge difference in mm. your own personal mindset because uh, we were talking earlier about, you know, two types of people who ask for a sale, right? When you ask for the business. And he was saying that he doesn't want to be that sleazy car salesman guy that's asking for the business. Or we were talking about an example where you're at a funeral and you're trying to bring up a life insurance policy, right? Mm. You, you don't want to be the sleazy one. But by the same token... There's the agent who just wants to be of service to you, yeah, who wants to be helpful. And the catch is both have to ask the same question.
0: Mm-hmm. that I mean, I struggle with that too. I definitely struggle with that. like I've you know it's it really does suck when you are trying your best and then people don't appreciate it or think that you know you're just trying to sell them something. Like I think the worst thing for me is if people think it's for me. When really like the job is for the clients, you know, the homeowners, the buyers, it's about them. Right. Um, but I mean, maybe some people in this business do it the opposite for them, where they're trying to, you know, get as, most mu- as much money out of the commission as possible or just trying to like move on to the next. But I mean, yeah, I guess there is always a fine line and you are asking for the same order, but you just have to really provide the value, I guess. Well, I think it's,
2: it comes it's in your head. Right? Yeah, that's true. It's, it's really in yeah. your head because you have to ask the same question. Whether you're a ball or you're actually a good person trying to be helpful, mm-hmm. you have to ask the same question. So I think what stops most people is that- Confidence. Is themselves, right? Yeah. They're the, they're the ones who are it. thinking that I don't want to be a sleazeball, so I'm not going to ask. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, and that's that's really what stops them from going to the next level is because you get yourself in a situation, you're hearing somebody have a problem, you know you have the solution. Mm-hmm. Why don't you interject and say something? Yeah, that's it's, a good point. It's because you're afraid for whatever reason, whether you think you're a sleazeball, whether you think you don't know enough, whether you're afraid of a question, that's the fear, right? Yeah. And I think that's part of the mindset. And that's why I think good coaching, where you're talking about the anxiety levels of someone, getting them to the point where you've done this already, you have the answers, you've yeah. been practicing this over and over and over again, go out there and do it.
0: Yeah, I know. I definitely agree. No, I, yeah, it's super important. All right.
2: All right, so we got a few minutes left here on our clock. So what I want you to do is, it's this camera, right? She's mm-hmm. looking at this camera. Go ahead and talk to this camera. Hi. Tell everybody out there how they get a hold of you if they want to talk to you about anything, cheerleading or real estate, <laughs> All right? But mostly real estate. <laughs> I'm here for real estate. Too. Right, we're here for real estate. But uh, yeah, ask. You know, let them know how they get a hold of you.
0: Well, thanks to everyone who tuned in today. You can get a hold of me via email, at gmail.com or Instagram, at Serena Mezzacapa, or uh, my phone number, 858-215-2475.
2: North, Ca- or North County uh, phone number, 858. <laughs>
0: Don't get too excited. That's my Google Voice number. So. Right. Oh, there you <laughs> go. It's my work it. number. Okay, yeah, okay, it's cool, my work cool. number.
2: Um, by the way... Uh, the last thing we like to do is have you tag somebody who you think would be an awesome guest on the podcast. Who do you have in mind?
0: I would like to, um, re let me think about this actually.
2: Oh, i'd actually like to
0: renominate caroline magdaleno oh Ooh. well
2: caroline had uh, some stuff that's going on her personally so we're gonna definitely I think get her that back she on would show. be great yeah yeah she's definitely she's an inspiration definitely yeah, she's one of those um, business you know business who girls? i would rec-
0: um let's do my friend and teammate nicole cadell okay. i think she would be really great
2: cool so then what we'll have you do is when uh when we post this uh your episode comes out tomorrow i think tomorrow yeah tomorrow tomorrow then uh i'll tag you on it and then you can tag her and invite her okay perfect don't tell her we told her tell her her her, that we talked about her but don't tell her we talked about her at the end gotcha listen to the whole thing (laughs) cool all right. serena thanks for being on the Thank podcast you. with us Thank and uh, i mean we appreciate you i mean last time we were gonna schedule it rained like cats and dogs so we and had to reschedule
0: let me tell you a funny story yesterday i was getting gas and it was no rain no hail no nothing Hailstorm, like literally for five minutes out of nowhere i got completely soaked like why we're in San Diego <laughs> <laughs> why like hard hail I w- it was crazy come on San
2: Diego get it together I get it know it's like, so
0: crazy it doesn't rain snow here nothing it's been happening forever like the past this winter has been rough global warming uh, there <laughs> it <laughs> is global warming
2: cool alright well again thanks for being on the podcast it's a brave thing to do trust me a lot of people get a little nervous especially going live thank you Facebook um but you did a good job
0: thank you so
2: appreciate it
0: thank you guys
2: all right if you guys have any questions you can reach me hernan at csfirst.com for any of your insurance needs james at csfirst.com or you can follow us on our social media at business bros pod that's all we got for you guys today peace Bye-bye. Bye. and i'm out
1: thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you interested in being on the show are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance